Alamo. We remember. Looking left, lobs in zone for Stoops. He caught it! He caught it! Drake Stoops, touchdown! With Bob Stoops on the sideline! you got to be kidding me! What a moment! Tonight. Two years after the passing of the visor. Sooner Nation returns to the Riverwalk, seeking to end this bounce-back season with a bang. He's under pressure. He lobs in so touchdown! Historic Big 12 era of Sooner football comes to an end. The Jackson Arnold era begins. Can number 10 guide the Crimson and Cream to win number 11 and send the Sooners to the SEC with a wagon load of momentum? We're about to find out. Across the middle, it is intercepted. Stutzman's got it. 20 to the 10. Looks in zone, throws in zone. Come on, Drake dude, Scoops. come on. Patrick. It's time for the 2023 Valero Alamo Bowl. It's the Oklahoma Sooners and the Arizona Wildcats. Here we go. Live from the Alamo Dome in San Antonio, Texas. This is Sooner Football. I feel the master. I feel we the master. And here it is, the Jackson Arnold era is set to officially begin in just over three hours. 8.20, the official kickoff tonight, top 15 matchup OU and Arizona in the Alamo Bowl. It's the main storyline tonight. It's not the only storyline tonight. How will this offensive line perform? How will Seth Luttrell's first game as a play caller at OU, what will that look like? Can the defense be better against the run? But it's about JFA, and when Travis and I do the postgame show tonight, it'll most likely be the first thing that's brought up. So, Travis, this is to you. This is the text line. And we've got some submissions on Twitter as well that we'll get to. But what makes you most confident that we'll be doing a postgame show tonight talking about Game 1 of the Jackson-Arnold era being a success? What, what around this game for him makes you think that he's going to light it up tonight and have a really good debut? Uh, I I think it's honestly some confidence or just comfort with the offensive line because I think everybody when you know when Caden Green under the portal everybody kind of went into a bit of a panic what does this mean for recruiting what does this mean for the portal in general where did this come from what does this mean about Bill Biedenboe this that and the other what does this mean for the line moving forward well the line for this bowl game specifically I mean, Caleb Schaefer's played a lot of football. Walter Rouse has played a lot of football. Jake Sexton would have been your starter this year had he not gotten hurt, and he still got to play a good amount of good amount of games. McCabe Mattire has played a lot of football. And then you have your pick of, I guess, Bates or Troy Everett. Uh, Bates, obviously, huge upside, top center in the class when he was recruited out of high school. And then Troy Everett was a freshman All-American when he was at App State. Uh, and he was brought in to kind of back up Rame, and he's played a lot of football. So I think 
to me, Tyler, it's just comfort in knowing that it isn't just an absolute train wreck on the front line of that offensive line. Now, if somebody goes down with an injury, we'll talk. But I think I'm, a, I'm pretty comfortable in that. Confidence-wise, he feels like he's about as prepared as he could possibly be. And I'm looking at two reasons why, why I have that take. One, this is his first start, but it's not his first big moment. You know, like sticking that third down throw, a couple of third down throws at Provo. I, I think that goes a long way in terms of his confidence going into this start, right? That he went on a road in not great conditions. The game was tied at halftime. Yeah, he missed a couple of the, couple of throws, but he made some big throws to help win that game. So that's one. And I think the the, the month off that this team has had to get him ready for this game. Like it wasn't a six, seven day turnaround where he has to get ready for this start. He's known that he's going to start this game for a while. So I think the preparation, the game plan, like just everything that goes into it, I think confidence-wise, he's probably in a pretty good spot heading into tonight's game. Yeah, and he's played in big games before, right? I mean, the Texas uh, the, the Texas State playoffs, big games for him. They played big games at Denton Geyer, nationally televised games. Uh, and then he stepped in, in in a big moment earlier this year, like you mentioned. So, yeah, this isn't a situation where, You've got a highly touted guy, and he had some mop-up duty against Tulsa, and that's the biggest moment of his career. Like so, you, you've got you've got time. You've got a, really a quarterback room that is really supportive of him. I know Dylan Gabriel talked about it a bit in one of his interviews, like about how they were really a team, and Jackson Arnold asked a lot of the right questions. He's very mature. He's obviously supremely talented. So I think being behind a guy like Dylan Gabriel, knowing the way that Dylan Gabriel prepared, uh, will will pay dividends. I mean, I want to see him hit on the deep ball down the field. I want to see him hit on some throws over the middle, like the throws that are there that, you know, he doesn't one-hop them to a receiver or overthrow. Like, he he, he puts them them on the money. I, I think maybe more than anything tonight, as we kind of evaluate his performance and look to the future, just look like he's in command of the offense, you know? Look like he's in command of the offense. Looks like he's comfortable. I think we all view him as a guy that's got some potential leadership qualities that are there on the offensive side. So just kind of the eye test tonight, just look, look like he's in control of the offense and he's, he's the dude on that side. And maybe not miss on a couple of the throws that he missed at BYU. Like he missed that little check down to, I think it was Tawi, right, yeah. on a third down. That would have got a first down. That would have been a big gain. And when your receiver has a step or two, make that one happen this time, other than uh, overthrowing him like he did Nick Anderson. Well, and and I think, Tyler, we need to be at least reasonable with our expectations. Obviously, the expectations are through the roof. Five-star, right? National Gatorade Player of the Year. Elite 11 MVP. Like, the expectations are there. There's no doubt. But I'm here to tell you right now, that Jackson Arnold will have an incompletion tonight. Mm, I don't know. I'm not ready to go there yet. Yeah, I'll yeah. believe no, it when I, get I see it. it. It's a bold take, and I know uh, you know it's it's after five on bowl game day. You know, I just I, I wanted to come with a hot take, and it's a, a take I've been workshopping for a long time. But I do think that Jackson Arnold has at least one incompletion tonight. And guys, it, it's okay. It's going to be fine. He's gonna miss a throw. And that doesn't mean that he's not good enough to play quarterback here. 
So on uh, Twitter at KREF Sports, it says, Sooner fans give one reason why Jackson Arnold's first start will be a big success. Let's go through some, uh, some, uh, some responses here. Brad says, talent plus confidence equals success. So there's that confidence word that we already used. David says, the talent that surrounds him. Do you feel like the talent at the skill position spots, I guess mainly at wide receiver, he's being put in a good spot tonight? It's hard to really say no to that when he's got a he's got an all-Big 12 wide receiver that's playing in this game. Yeah, I mean, he, he's uh, – I, I would say – I would say that he's got as, as good a talent as the top 1% or 2% of college football has to offer right now. Like you said, all-conference wide receiver. Not only that, but some young guys that he's comfortable with that are talented. Again, you go to Gibson uh, and you go to uh, Nick Anderson. Jaleel Farouk had his breakout game two years ago in this game. He's already got some some connections with him, some chemistry there. Jaleel Farouk is obviously the person that he hit to seal the game on that slant route that he checked to against BYU. So he's got that. He's got a running back that's, you know, just racking up 100-yard game after 100-yard game. He's got a nice little streak of those going. Like, he's surrounded with a really good amount of skill talent. I'm just, you know, I I want to see him hit the tight end a couple times today. Uh, Sooner James says he'll have a great debut because God hates Arizona. Let's hope that's the case. That, that, that yeah. could help in this game for sure. Yeah. Uh, this one says because nobody has seen him fully play in the level he can play at, he will either be a superstar or struggle in his first big game and learn from the experience. So there's no in-between there. He's either going to be awesome or totally suck tonight, uh, according to this tweet. I, I do wonder if it's been – and if it has been, how difficult it's been for Arizona to game plan for this one. Because Jackson Arnold is making his first start, there's not a ton of film out there this year. Like, most of it is him just running that quarterback power package, right? And then you also have to account for a new play caller as well in Seth Luttrell. And I don't think that this offense is going to look just incredibly different from what it looked like throughout the season. I don't think they've had enough time to really implement an entire new, entirely new offense. I think there's going to be some wrinkles next year, but I, I wonder if it's been an issue at all for Arizona knowing exactly what they're going to get in this game, especially early on. Yeah, I, I think, and I think Jed Fish might have touched on this. It's like, I don't think they do a ton different. This isn't a situation where you're preparing for, you know, Jalen Hurts led offense versus like a Baker Mayfield led offense or something like that. So uh, I think they're gonna I think they're gonna prepare as if the, there's a dude out there that can hurt you with his legs, and there's a guy out there that's gonna make a lot of big throws. And 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 I think that what little they've seen of Jackson Arnold, that's 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 all they need to know. Uh, from the nine one eight, who's the backup quarterback? Uh, that is Davis Bevel, who is listed as the backup quarterback on the depth chart. Yes, I know he's in the portal, but he's still listed as the backup quarterback. He's going to be available tonight. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. And and I, I will say, man, I feel bad for that guy that he had to limit the replies whenever he put out film of himself after he entered the portal because he had already seen how uh, OU fans had Scroll out there on the streets, him. man. It ain't like, easy. Good Lord, man. Good Lord. So – uh, best of luck to him, and uh, hopefully hopefully we don't have to see him today. Well, I don't know, unless we get up by like 40, but 
Sooner race says, I'm interested to see offensive tempo and overall game management. Yeah, uh, as am I. Just are they going to use tempo as much as when they did with uh, with, with, with Levy? And hey, well, Travis, what what if they win the time of possession today? What what I don't know. I maybe they won't go as much up tempo in this game as they have throughout the past two years. I don't know how we're going to react in the post game show if OU wins this game, plays well offensively, and they actually win the time of possession battle. I I, I might uh, might pass out at that. A happens. time of possession battle, man, wouldn't that be nice? Mm-hmm. Would be nice. Nine one eight the uh, the OG joke on this show. Big Oklahoma fan here. Who do we play tonight? Get uh, <laughs> at least a handful of those before every single game. And uh, Mizzou Sooner says, I saw a bowl game earlier where they were doing wireless communications with quarterback, linebackers, helmets like they do in the NFL. Do you guys know if they will be doing that? No use game tonight. Haven't heard anything about it. Just curious. Enjoying the show, guys. Booma from Missouri Sooner. Uh, Arizona's head coach, Jed Fish, said that they're not going to do that tonight in the Alamo Bowl. But Mizzou Sooner is right, or Mid-Zoo Sooner is Mid-Zoo, right. Mid-Zoo, Tyler. Um, that uh, in, in other bowl games, that is that is happening. Jed Fish did say, I mean, he pretty much broke the news like, yeah, that's going to be the new norm, though, in college football, which I think we all guessed. Yeah, yeah, I think. And did you hear the story that Jed Fish told about how Bob Stoops introduced him to his wife? He's told that story a couple of times um, since – this matchup was announced, but yeah, amazing. Hey, sounds like, that looks like a girl you need to go talk to. Well, and the funny part to me, and, and you get this a lot in the press conferences, but Jed Fish has said more nice things about the University of Oklahoma. It's almost like he's interviewing for this job. Like, like he said more Sounded nice like things. Sounded like the BYU fans when we went out to Provo couldn't stop saying nice things about uh, the program. I mean, goodness gracious, like the amount of nice things Jed Fish has said about University of Oklahoma, a lot of it obviously has been historical success, everything like that. And he even kind of took a shot at Lincoln Riley, the way, the way he uh, talked about Brent Venables being able to turn around the program into a more, uh, I don't know, well-rounded, I think he said, yeah. type program, type team. So, I mean, he's hitting all the right buttons though, you fans, and then Brent Venables returns fire with a, Arizona's probably the best team we've played this year, like, all right, Texas probably is, but 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 okay. Like it's just like a, it's like a compliment battle. It's been kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, we can't uh, get out of this segment without a Doug and Norman text, right? We'll uh, oh, of course, <laughs> yeah. We'll get to a Doug and Norman text. Hit a break. Doug says, "What is the narrative going to be if he plays exactly as he played against BYU? That was average at best." What do you think about mm. that from Doug? Yeah, I mean, he missed two throws for sure. Um, that mountain air, you know, might have uh, might have carried one of those balls a little bit too far. Obviously, that's a joke. It was very, very overthrown. But, you know, it was limited action. You know, weather was a nightmare. This is going to be a dome. This is going to be, what, 15 practices as QB1. If I would be shocked if he replicates the performance that he had at BYU. No, yeah, but... Might there be a scenario tonight where he misses a couple of throws that he wants back, but also sticks some very nice throws in at the same? Like I, I, I wouldn't be too shocked if that's the case. He has one or two throws where it's ah man, yeah, gotta have that one moving forward. But they're still like that third down throw that he made to pretty much clinch the game against BYU. That, that was a big time throw, man. That that was a really good throw. So maybe I, I think he'll play better than what he played. Or how he played in Provo. I really do. 
but might he miss one or two throws but still have some really high-level moments? I Sure, yeah, man. True freshman making his first start, that wouldn't be shocking. Yeah, and it, and that's the thing. It's Expectations are big, for sure. He, he Like I said earlier, he's going to have an incompletion. That's fine. But I think when you look at his BYU performance, Tyler, when people say average at best, what matters was he entered a game that was tied on the road in terrible conditions. And his third down throw that he checked to sealed the win. And he did something that we had failed to do at other times of the season is pick up the first down so we can end with the ball in our hands. Knee the clock out. Like, that's the kind of thing, like, that's the memorable part for me about the BYU game. Did he miss some throws? Absolutely. That's going to happen. But what did you do when you needed to make the play? He made the play. He also had a run called back that I think would have picked up a first down. It, I, I don't remember how many yards it went for. Oh, it was a long one. Yeah, was it Stogner that got called for a holding out there on the out there on the edge? I think it's I think it was maybe Stogner, but uh, yeah, what well, he yeah a terrible holding call. Yeah, he'll uh, he had eight he had eight carries in that half against BYU. I don't think he'll have eight carries in a half tonight, but he'll uh, he'll be involved in the run game. That that's for sure. 405-651-3439, getting you ready for the Alamo Bowl, which kicks off in about three hours on ESPN Arizona, still listed as the favorite, one-and-a-half-point favorite over the Sooners. We'll talk more Alamo Bowl right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. At Bombmore Nissan, we make sure you get the right vehicle at the right value based on what's right for you. Experience exceptional at Bombmore Nissan, I-35 in Ecumseh, or online at BobmoreNissan.com. Don't be one of the powerless when extreme conditions strike. Lightning, high winds, excessive heat, or other two. Primrose Funeral Service in Norman will be by your side to help manage the many details surrounding your loved one's final arrangement. A funeral represents an opportunity for family and friends to reflect on the life of their loved one and to honor the memory of their life. Our compassionate staff has been providing the highest quality care for over 80 years. Please contact Primrose Funeral Service at 405-321-6000 or visit us online at primrosefuneralservice.com. Hi, this is Lisa Talley, broker and owner of Aria Real Estate Group. Aria Real Estate Group is Norman's premier full-service commercial and residential real estate brokerage and leasing and management firm. With our team of real estate agents, specialized property managers, and in-house maintenance team, Aria is here for you in every capacity. Whether you're a seller, a buyer, an investor, or a renter, we can help. Please explore our website at ariagroupok.com. Aria Real Estate Group, the gold standard of real estate. The buy-in has uh, never been higher. Uh, you know, our, I think the results from the season uh, will, would say that. You know, this is a group of guys that are highly invested, uh, highly invested in several of them in the last two years. Obviously, you know, we starting in January, we had 97 players in their first or their second year at Oklahoma. And, uh, but this is a group of guys, whether it's the, the, the new guys that just showed up, you know, 63 newcomers uh, in January last year, uh, scholarship and preferred walk-ons, or it, it was guys that in their second uh, year or their third year in the program uh, or fourth year in the program just under a different staff. It's, it's been fantastic. We've got great leadership. 
and uh, we've got guys that um, care deeply about their opportunity and care deeply about their 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 teammates and certainly again uh, what this game you know means and again the, the whole principle of again finishing what you started that's what uh, you know you want to have a, a life that you you know that embodies that Brent Venables feels good about where the program is at, where it's headed into the SEC 2024. Like we said earlier today, final game for OU football with the Big 12 logo uh, on the uh, on the uniform. Be an SEC logo next time OU plays a football game after tonight, which is very exciting to think about. Kansas State up on NC State, seven nothing late in the first quarter in the Pop Tarts Bowl. And, of course, this uh, OU-Arizona game will follow. Who's your favorite uh, San Antonio Sooner, since that's where we're playing the game at tonight? Thomas Lott, Travis Lewis, Jacob Gutierrez, Trevor Knight, or Dimitri Flowers? I probably missed one or two, but who's your who's your favorite of that group? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go, maybe call it recency bias, but tree flowers for me, especially uh, given the fact that he's, you know, went, uh, I believe he's still, let's see, with, OU's NIL, working with them, correct? And then didn't get his uh, law degree from Oklahoma? Good for him, man. No, he had a heck of a career. Trevor Knight did give me my favorite bowl game experience I've ever experienced in person before. That Sugar Bowl went over Alabama. Most fun I've ever had in an OU bowl game. However, I'm going with uh, Travis Lewis. He was a BA at linebacker when Brent was here uh, the first time around towards the end of this tenure. I'll, uh, I'll I'll go with Travis Lewis. Though Thomas Lott, awesome, very very nice guy. Uh, he is uh, he, he's he's my he's my second option on that list. Yeah, I mean injuries, unfortunately. I think I'd probably do TK next on the list, just because I mean that 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 Alabama game holds a lot of weight for me. It's the most fun I've ever had at a bowl game. What about like you? It, it holds a lot of weight. God, it was fun, and it's winning a bowl game in New Orleans. Oh man, it, it was. It's the best city, man. What everything about it, man. It was Alabama fans were super cool because, you know, two programs that respect each other immensely. Like they they were they were awesome pregame and postgame, despite the outcome. And yeah, TK played the night of his life. The thing I love about New Orleans is well, there's like a central gathering place for both fan bases. Uh, it's. It's Bourbon Street. That's where everyone's at, right? Every all, both fan bases can mingle there. Miami, there's really not that spot. It, like in New Orleans, you know a big football game's going on. Miami, yeah. depending on where you're at in the city, you could have no idea that a football game is going on there. Now, I've been to San Antonio a few times before, never for the Alamo Bowl, but and I'm not trying to compare it to New Orleans. It's not that level. But it does feel like with the Riverwalk, it does have that area for both fan bases. And, like, Bourbon Street is walking distance from the Superdome. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that you should do it. Probably it was a little chilly be that better. night. On, it yeah, was a little chilly that you night. You can do it, though. And it kind of feels like the, the Riverwalk area, you can walk to the Alamo Dome if you're, if you're up for a walk. So it, it, it's a pretty underrated Bull City. Yeah, the uh, I've really enjoyed it, and I think we've had this conversation before. Like, I would love for a national championship to be hosted in San Antonio. I'm not sure they can they they could ever do that, but it's 
I love it. The river walks right there. The hotel's right there. You can walk very easily. They're set up. It's a good convention city, so they're set up. I mean, the traffic, they shut down traffic. They guide everybody there appropriately. I mean, it's, I, I really like, uh, I really like uh, San Antonio for a bowl city. Cheesehead says, you know Arizona's going to be bringing smoke against Jackson Arnold tonight. What do you think about that? You think they're going to heat him up early in his first career start? I mean, they can, but he can get outside. He's mobile. I think all it's going to take is, you know, him him timing up something nicely or they send it from the wrong side or we've got the right play call and, and you get gashed by his legs. And I think they'll probably chill out a little bit. Western Oki says, prediction OU 24, Arizona 23. Defense wins it with a late fourth quarter fumble recovery. You know, we've talked so much. I mean, the, the main storyline here is Jackson Arnold making its first start. So, naturally, we've talked more about the OU offense. But this OU defense, man, they, they, they got a challenge on their hands. Noah Fafita is a really good quarterback. Um, he, he's tough to bring down. He's an excellent passer. But some of these wide receivers they have are excellent as well. They, they've got a wide receiver. Their leading receiver has, uh, has had over 1,200 receiving yards this year. And excellent out in space. They're excellent down the field. This is this is going to be a real test for OU's corners and OU safeties because McMillan, what does he have? 80 catches for 1,242 yards and 10 touchdowns. This is absolutely going to be one of the better offenses that OU's faced this year. In fact, I think it could challenge for maybe the best offense they've faced this season. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we. Uh, I think I think when OU fans probably first saw. Arizona play this season was when they played USC because that was I believe the same day as OU Texas so I think everybody after dinner they saw the the late night Pac-12 after dark game and Arizona Arizona took USC to three overtimes and uh Noah Fafita had five touchdowns in that game and he I mean didn't run for a bunch um but threw for 300 yards which again isn't tough to do against USC's defense but he looked good, man. Uh, McMillan, to your point, had 138 yards that night. Uh, Jacob Cowing had four touchdowns. I mean, the, the the offense can go. There's no doubt about it, and it all starts with Fafita. I, I just don't – like. I, I absolutely think OU can win this game, but I don't think OU can win this game playing the level of defense that it played in Provo and, and maybe even, man, the defense that it played against TCU, giving up as many chunk plays as they did. Because this offense is a lot better than the the two that it faced in Provo and at home against TCU. If OU's going to win this game tonight, well, yeah, Jackson Arnold has to play well. But this defense is going to have to play a lot better, man, especially against the run. Because if Arizona is able to establish the run and get that going, yeah, that's going to be problematic tonight in this game. Yeah, no, it absolutely will. But it's, it's you're going to have to have that speed going. I mean, obviously... Yeah, you need some to stuff some stuff up the middle, but at speed at the linebacking core. And now that the you know the text line told us Jaron Canick's gonna have two and a half sacks, <laughs> yeah. so that's gonna help things tremendously. Considering he has two sacks on the season, um, if he has two and a half, that might slow down Fafita's legs just a touch. Blue Green Country says, "Just tuned in, guys. Let's roll JFA equals just freaking win, Boomer freaking <laughs> sooner." Gunny says, "JFA throws for four hundred and twenty yards." And seven touchdowns tonight, fellas. Stoops has 136 and three touchdowns. Nick and Farouk have two touchdowns each. Dang. 
JFA outdoing Miller Moss's performance from last night. Yeah. Hey, that would be helpful. That would be helpful, at least for some of the off-season talk. And that's the thing. Brings up an interesting scenario. If he does just go off, do you think the conversation is more A, we should have been playing him more throughout the year? Yes. Or B, yes, or B, even, yes that one. <laughs> or B, we're so excited about what first year in the SEC looks like with this guy. It'll be hard for some to just be happy, like, oh, okay, the freshman in the first start lit it up. He'd be like, why the hell wasn't he playing the entire year? As if the quarterback that just left wasn't uh, first team all Big 12. Yes, that will that will be the reaction by some. <laughs> Hell, you, you 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 don't get beat by Kansas and Oklahoma State if Jackson Arnold's in there. You know how that works. That'll absolutely be the case. Yep, and that's the thing. It's we, so maybe we get ahead of it. No matter how well Jackson Arnold played tonight, it was still the right move to play the unanimous first team All Big Twelve quarterback. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go with that one, man. I'll, I'll go with that answer. All right, 405-651-3439. Just a couple more segments remaining until we get out of here. Bowl game coming up at 820 tonight. Travis and I, we're doing a postgame show. The game is starts late. It's going to end late. We'll still be on the air. We're only going to be on the air for an hour, but I'm sure it's going to be uh, an action-packed hour there. Talking about Jackson Arnold, every other storyline that's there. So join us uh, on the KREF app after the game. We'll be taking your phone calls, taking your texts, doing all of it for an hour. Should be a lot of fun tonight in the uh, in the wee hours of the morning. All right, uh, we'll come back more with more Alamo Bowl right here on The Ref. Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GM. It can help reduce stress and allow us to reflect on the things that are really important in our lives. This message brought to you courtesy of the United States Air Force. It's a game day on the ref. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. I told Teddy Lehman yesterday, I said, two and a half segments you'll be on today. And I'm taking the under. He was like, what? So dumb. I'll at least be on an hour tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. Homeboy ain't going to be on at all today is what I'm guessing here. I I haven't heard from him. Uh, But we got to fill up that stat sheet brought to you by Dorsey Jones Buick GMC in El Reno. And let's fill up the stat sheet by who's going to be the leading wide receiver tonight. How many catches? How many yards? How many touchdowns? And for our first submission to that, what if I told you that a former OU defensive coordinator has sounded off on that um, in uh, the ref uh, DMs, on the ref Twitter page DMs? What if, what, what if I told you that? Oh. What if I well, told that's... you that Mike Stoops has chimed in on who the leading receiver is going to be? <laughs> well, I mean, nothing surprises me uh, when it comes to uh... – uh, the reach and appeal of uh, of KREF, but that that was not a name I was expecting. Yeah, well, it's not so much the leading receiver. It's uh, the game Drake's going to have tonight. He says five catches for 76 yards and a touchdown, which i got to say, Mike, that'd be on the lower end of games that he's had here in the back half of the season. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I when it comes from somebody like that, I just assume they know more than everybody else. I'm, I'm going with Mike. 
You're going five catches, 76 yards, and a touchdown. I guess yeah. the question now is, that will that be enough to be the leading receiver tonight? Something light, you know. That's reasonable, especially with not a lot of reps with, with Jackson Arnold. You know, you don't know. Are, are they going to let Jackson throw it 40 times, or are they going to lean on a run game? you know, and try and win that time of possession. Something A lot of factors have to go into it. So we all know that Drake was Dylan's favorite target, but we'll see if it's Jackson's. I think it's a safe number, which is crazy to me that 5 for 76 is a safe conservative number. That's what I said. Like, he's been one of the, if not the best player in the Big 12, where he was the best player in the Big 12 in the month of November, right, right there at the top, if not number one. So I... Sorry, Mike. I, I'm I'm kind of going with the hot hand here, dude. Uh, in in his final game, I think Jackson Arnold's really going to want to get the ball to twelve. I've got eight catches, 122 yards, and uh, a touchdown. Eight catches for 122 and a touchdown. He has a touchdown in his final game as an Oklahoma Sooner. He gets over the 120 yard mark to get to a thousand, and he gets eight catches as well. Thousand yards is happening tonight, man. They're 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 going to get him the rock enough. Yeah, yeah, I think because that kind of stuff matters, and it matters to matters to Drake Stoops, it matters to his family, it matters to Brent Venables. It also matters eventually to Emmett Jones because he's already on fire in the recruiting trail, and it seems like he's already. I mean, he's he's almost overfilled the twenty twenty four class. He's almost filled up the twenty twenty five class. So as he's out there recruiting twenty twenty six wide receivers this year, he can say, "Hey, look." You know, Drake Stoops' year with me was the best of his career. Uh, you know, Drake Stoops, uh, you know, I stepped in and got a 1,000-yard receiver right off the rip. Like, that kind of stuff is what you can walk into living rooms and say. That's the stuff that looks really good on graphics later. Gunny says 13 for 136 and three touchdowns for Stoops. Ooh, three touchdowns. Let's go. Let's those, get it. Those Stoops are going to be loud to, tonight. How, I mean – Text line, how many players can you think of in OU football history to where if they make a tackle or if they have a catch, if, if they do anything positive, there's something that is yelled at them that has to do with their name. Drake Stoops, Rufus Alexander had that. Mm-hmm. Anyone else? I think, I think, I think the, the ooh sound because, like – any time you have that, I think it lends itself to just easier chanting because you can't do it with a lot of names. Like Farouk, like, you could. Right. Like, what are you going to do with, like, Jackson Arnold? Like, how do you just scream JFA the entire time? Right, right, exactly. So not only is it an iconic name that deserves to be chanted for many reasons, it's also just very easy to say loudly yeah. as a group. Quentin Griffin, they chant a Q. That, that's a good point from the uh, yeah. from the nine one eight. That that did happen. You can do that one. Uh, they chanted Buki's name, but it was only the first half, just the boo part of it. So there, <laughs> when he was here. That's amazing. That's that's is that a is that a uh, that was not a text that was just, original that was that was for me right there. Nice, yeah. Yeah. Uh, nice bringing the heat on bowl game with fifteen minutes Thank left. I, you. I like it. Yeah, hey, it's not a New Year's Six bowl game, but it's it's still a it's still an important game, you know. That was close out the season strong. Yeah, he, Quentin Griffin, that happened. So maybe if Farouk comes back, if he's back next year, maybe uh, Farouk is the new Stoops. But I don't know. That's that's going to be hard to replace, man. How uh, how many? Speaking of you know the the Mike Stoops and now obviously talking about Drake a ton, um, 
How many how many people with the last name Stoops do you think will be in attendance this evening? Um, for his last game in an Oklahoma uniform. So let's see. Well, I, I guess uh, Mark and Mike probably won't be able to be there. Like Kentucky hasn't played their bowl game, right? They play like tomorrow or, or right. something. Um, I'm gonna guess 45 is the is the number. Didn't they? Well, I mean, wasn't there a game recently? Well, it was the Cincinnati game. That's what it was. It was the game, Cincinnati game this yeah, year. Yeah, because they were up there. They yeah. had like f- over 40 tickets for, for that game. I, I bet they have a, a very similar number tonight for his final game. Yeah, I, I, I could see that. I was going to say 40. So, so yeah, I, I would say that's pretty much about right. But, I mean, the last opportunity to see Drake play, I mean, I mean, I don't know the other – I don't know, children, the cousins situation and whatnot, but is I would assume that Drake's probably the the last opportunity for at least this generation yeah. of kids to play at this level. So just look for an entire row of number 12 OU jerseys and empty rock and roll tequila bottles somewhere. That's, that's where the Stoops family will be tonight, most likely. <laughs> exactly. And that's exactly where I would want to be as well if uh, we were down there in San Antonio. Um, by the way, uh, got, got a text here. From loyal listener John, this is really cool. For those who are at the basketball game, they're seeing this right now. But the OU men's hoops teams, they they are warming up, and their warm up shirts. I can't tell exactly what it says on the front, but it all says uh, Minor Number Twelve on the back of it. So they are honoring Ryan Minor tonight with their shoot around T shirts. That's, I love that's it. pretty cool. Yeah, I I, uh, I love that as well. 405-651-3439, final segment of the day is coming up next. Sooner Football Talk lives here. This is The Ref. There are trucks, then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. If you're looking... Final segment of the day, well, kind of. Final segment until the end of the game, I should say. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it could be the final segment of the day if you want to be technical. There's a chance we don't come on until 12.15 tonight. There's a chance. It is. It's the the last segment of the the Big 12's day, right? This season's day. This is our last Big 12 football segment? Dang. Yeah, because, I mean, next, next time we're on, bro, we're an SEC team. I like the sound of that. Oh, I like it a lot. I like the sound of that a lot. Sounds a whole lot more fun, if nothing else. Riverwind Casino and Hotel bringing you the final hour of the rush. And, yep, we'll be on after the game tonight. Unless both of us pass out, that's the only way. But we'll uh, we'll be on for an hour immediately <laughs> following the game. Your text, your phone calls, we'll, uh, we'll talk about it all. Kansas State up right now on NC State, 14-0 midway through the second quarter in the Pop-Tarts Bowl. OU game will uh, will follow this one. Hey, text line, thank you for uh, letting us know. Uh, Jim and Arlington was one. So the the shirts that OU men's hoops they ha- they have tonight in the warmups it says forever a sooner on the front and then minor and the number twelve on the back of it. And I just got to say, extremely 
Well done by OU. I hope this isn't the last thing that they're going to do to honor the life and legacy of Ryan Miner. I'm sure they'll do something. Heck, maybe there's some sort of a video tonight. But really cool with the uh, with the warm-up uniforms. Yeah, I mean, short notice, you know, I'm sure right when when that happened, I'm, I'm sure, you know, everybody hit the phone saying, hey, what can we do? But you want to do it tastefully. Uh, you want to, you know, I, I do think they'll do more, but – I, I'm glad that they did something quickly, and this is a this is a nice starting touch. We'll just put it like that. Sure, um, we'll uh, we'll see what OU baseball does early or later this year. Maybe they'll have, uh, you know, you have the sticker on the back of the uh, batting helmet there from from time to time. You see some mm-hmm. things like that. So I I would guess OU baseball would do something to uh, to honor his legacy as well. It's pretty cool. But as like like I said on Twitter just now, well done. Now someone go drop forty two points like Ryan would have tonight. Because that's what he would do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think baseball likely comes in their in their opener or maybe their their home opener or you know conference opener, whatever it may be. Sooner Jet says time for some more ice cold Pacifico. Drake has a thousand yards. JFA has six hundred and ninety nine yards passing, and Oklahoma beats Arizona seventy seven to seven. Booma! Wow. 77 to 7. That's a lot of sevens. Somebody better hit the casino if that happens. Yeah. Uh, not legal in the state of Texas, correct? Yep, so it'll just have to be you and I. Have to uh, hop over there to the state of Louisiana or something. My, sis- my sister and uh, her in-laws are going down to old Thackerville for a concert tonight. Hey. So uh, so if we hit 77 to 7, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll text her. I might have to cash app her. Does it get interesting in the LNC tonight, or they just roll Central Arkansas as a thirty-one and a half point favorite, and we don't really have to worry about anything? Because I don't, I don't feel like sweating out two games tonight. I, I've sweated out enough games this year, just single games. I, I, I am in the mood tonight, dude, to sweat out two games in one night. I don't have that in me. Yeah, I think I think we cover. Uh, I think I think the they've been kind of not humbled, but. You know, kind of. They got brought little, down to, back down to earth a little bit. Yeah, sure. and and I think they want to show people, hey, no, we're still that, we're still the real deal. We still stand on business, as the kids say. So, and Toby Rowland says that as well now. So, um, yeah, I think I think they're going to come out motivated. I think it's going to be good to be back home, and I think they win by thirty six. 36, so they're going to cover that 31-and-a-half-point spread. Hit some free throws tonight, man. Hit, hit, hit your free throws this time around. The turnover number, let that be just drastically lower than it was against North Carolina. Start off fast. Don't let it look like you've had uh, eight days off. I think OU cruises to an easy win against Central Arkansas, and hopefully they get a, uh, another one against Monmouth this weekend before conference play. What about this football game tonight? Arizona, a one-and-a-half-point favorite. How's it going to go down in the Alamo Dome? I think we win by three. I think we win with a walk-off from Schmidt. <laughs> and he is redeemed for a, for a season of ups and mostly downs with the fan base. I don't know. So I've been on with two different people today, you and Parker Thune. And yeah. you have predicted a walk-off game winner by Zach Schmidt, and we know that story this year. Parker predicts a game-winning drive by Jackson Arnold in his first start. So I don't know how I'm supposed to top that, you know? A- anything that I say, any prediction that I have, it's probably going to be lame. So I'm going to just go way out on a limb here. 
Uh, OU scores the game-winning touchdown with under 30 seconds left off of a jet sweep. Is that the only way that I can that I can compete with <laughs> your two predictions here? Yeah, probably, probably, yeah. Uh, no. or, or or maybe like a maybe PJ finally blocks a uh, blocks a, a kick that would be the game-winning kick when he does that. Uh, you know, tries to reach those long arms of his up and block it, or maybe maybe Peyton Bowen comes off the edge and blocks a game-winning kick. There could be Whatever. a lot of storybooks. I don't, I don't care what it looks like, uh, but I, I I will pick OU to win 31-28. I think they went out right. Arnold has some really nice moments, hits on some deep balls, has a couple of freshman moments, misses on a couple of things, but I think the defense is good enough, Arnold's good enough, and OU wins this one 31-28, and we are talking about an 11-2 and season as OU heads to the SEC. Enjoy the game tonight, 820 on ESPN. We'll be with you for one hour immediately following the game. Enjoy the Alamo Bowl. We'll talk to you after right here on The Ref. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world. Closing time. Turn all of the lights.